This is the Rogan and Rodney podcast. Heard weekdays at noon on AM 570 LA Sports. Stream the show on the iHeartRadio app by searching AM 570 LA Sports or podcast the show on the iHeartRadio app by searching Rogan and Rodney. AM 570, an LA Sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All American. USC's Rodney Peterson. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Pete. It's available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. And we continue Fred Rogan and Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. Uh, I don't know if the Clippers are cursed, Rodney. I do not believe in that kind of thing. But after what we heard about Kawhi Leonard, I'm sure some people will will think that. And I don't know, um, you know. I think he should be ashamed of himself. Probably. <laughs> probably for coming up with something like that, Donald Sterling. But uh, I do not believe in the Clipper curse. We'll talk about that maybe a little bit later on. Now we want to get into this D'Angelo Russell story and his comments about Byron Scott. And to join us for the conversation, the lead columnist and the conscience of the LA Times, Bill Plaschke. And Bill, how are you today? Good. I just want to talk about the Clipper curse real quick. I coined the phrase. Uh, I will take credit for that. So I totally believe in it. But we can uh, we can discuss that later on in the show. Oh no! Why don't you just do that right now? Are you oh, a curse yeah, guy? I think, I think Donald. I think yeah. I think, and I think this is an example of it. I mean, we don't know yet. We know PG playoff P could show up and lead him to victory. I mean, who knows? But if this thing turns out the way it looks like it's turning out, it's the Clipper curse. It's the worst Clipper curse ever. It's the worst. It's the worst. It's worse than Lob City. It's worse than 3-1 th- to, to Houston. It's worse than 3-1 to, to Nuggets. The Clippers were the best team in the NBA left. They were the best team left. They were going to win a championship. I don't think I, that, that, that's going out on a limb to say that. They had the most healthy team left, the deepest team left, the best two superstars left. Everybody was dropping like flies. They were, they were in. And now they could be out. Clipper curse. Donald Sterling. It started with Sterling, and it's continued to this day. I'm not a racist. Ralph Waller really hated me for saying that. Ralph <laughs> Waller would really get on me for writing that. But I've been writing that for t- ten years. Yeah, but yeah, I, sometimes we, you got to get radical to get over the you know your your the ways of, of, of the old ways. But this, in this case, Bill, there's there's so many injuries around the NBA that that it's it's just not just not hitting the Clippers. So to suggest it's a Clipper curse, it's more of an NBA curse, isn't it? Well, except Kawhi missed 20 games this year. He did his load management. He did everything right. Yeah. You know, LeBron is talking about and complaining to just rightfully so if they started the season too soon and everybody was pressed too many games. Well, Kawhi got his days off. He, he got his time off. There's no other explanation than the curse. That's the only thing I can, only thing I can explain it. I, Bill, I, I can't. I'm sorry. The curse. The curse. Can we find some music for that for Bill and his, and his curse? And, and of course, it helps the fact that there's there's a, you can use alliteration there. Clippers and curse that kind of goes together, yeah. obviously. So that, that that helps propagate the notion. Yeah. But that, I've I've I I take credit for coining it, and I've been standing by for about the last decade. Uh, okay, so Bill, saying with the Clippers and the Clipper curse, what does that mean now for? Paul George. I mean, Paul George has to go Kevin Durant tonight in the rest of the series, right? He has yes, to be. Yes, exactly. That's exactly right, Ronnie. He's got to go Kevin. We saw KD do it. 
Why can't playoff pay do it? He's making one hundred ninety million dollars. Let's see him show up. Yeah, well, we'll find out. This is it. This will be, and Rodney pointed this out earlier, Bill, the defining moment in his career. You're exactly correct, because I think he doesn't show up tonight. They could trade him. Yeah. They could get get rid of him. Why not? I would. So, yes, I think he's got to show up tonight and, and, and again, in, in, in two days back at Staples Center. If, if, you know, if uh, they got to win two more games, Playoff P's got to be the guy. He's probably think about it on paper. He probably makes more money, and he's more he's more accomplished than anybody on the Jazz. Donovan Mitchell's a budding superstar. Repeat, Playoff P's already been there. Playoff P's in that you know higher echelon, as he calls himself. Playoff P. So yeah, no, there, there, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. Every time you say playoff P, you make me want to laugh, Bill. Um, I know it makes everybody want to laugh. That's why, that's why everybody assumes. The Clippers are done right now. They yeah. assume that because of because of playoff P. Right, right, right. <laughs> no doubt. Well, speaking of the Clipper curse, does it extend now to uh, to to Chris Paul? Because now he's in he's in quarantine. He's going to miss some games. So nah, that is that fine. part you of the what? playoff curse. I'm guessing. No, he's gone. He's he's already done his curse against. He had two turnovers in five seconds against Oklahoma City that one year. He blew it several years for them. No, he's he's already had his part in the curse. No, he's he'll be. I bet he's back for the for the conference finals. I bet it's. At least I bet part he's of back. I, I got, yeah, I mean, I heard he's vaccinated. I heard everything's gonna be fine there. All right, let's talk about this story about D'Angelo Russell basically saying that Byron Scott was a terrible coach. Wrong coach. God, that me. makes me so mad. Yeah, okay, makes I me agree. so mad. Furious. D'Angelo Russell was a punk kid who. Oh, so it's Byron Scott's fault that D'Angelo Russell. You know, videotaped one of his teammates talking about personal stuff. Yeah, it's Byron Scott's fault that Andrew Russell didn't work hard, didn't practice hard. Byron Scott had one job that year in 2016 was to keep Kobe upright for that last game, to keep make Kobe's last season a memorable one, to give him the credit he was due after all these years. That was his one job. He did that. He was wrongly fired, wrongly fired for it. Byron Scott took a terrible hit and a terrible rap. And shame on D'Angelo Russell for saying he was a bad coach. He did exactly what he was told to do, and he, he, and he did it well. And we all have him, the, the Kobe's final game is something we'll, we'll talk about forever. Byron yeah. Scott set all that up. He did all that. He, he demanded his players, you know, act more like Kobe. They didn't do it. It's not his fault. Shit, that makes me so damn mad. Yeah, especially Russell, coming from a guy that, that it's been – it's been documented how immature he was when he was at, at the Lakers. Documented, you know, and, and we Johnson got receipts on it. He's, he's not, oh. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, yeah. One time, when he was show up for practice, he would show up. He would have a hoodie on and practice. We're getting ready to start, and he wasn't even warmed up for practice most of the time. And and so Byron had his hands full w- with him for so for him who is trying to guess get gain his career back resurrect the career that he that he didn't have at the lakers for him to come out now and say something like that i'm with you bill it just angers me it angers me and it leads to a bigger question of the most underappreciated coach maybe in laker history is byron scott because he coached the worst team the worst the team with the worst record in, in the franchise history yet he did he created the greatest moment in franchise history he did they told him this is kobe's last year Make it a good one take for him. Take care of Kobe. Get him his farewell tour. Keep him on the court for his farewell tour. Don't play him too many minutes. Give him what he wants. Make sure he's happy. 
let's go out on a good note. And he did that. He did exactly that and gave us a memory that we'll have for a lifetime. And he got fired two days later. You know, so that was dead. Yeah, that makes me so mad. Byron Scott was so misunderstood, so underappreciated for that season he did. And look at it, look at the players he had. Look what they've all gone on to do. He had some good young players, and he obviously got them off of the right foot in their, in their careers. What, he had Julius Randle? Yep. He had Jordan Clarkson? He had D'Angelo Russell? You know, I mean, he had, he had a, a core of, of players there that he helped, helped, you know, start to raise them. He's just, that was... That makes me so mad that the way he was treated by the Lakers, by his own family, for doing what he was supposed to do. Yeah, and, you know, and Byron, he, Byron tells a story, Bill, and he and he shared it with us, and he shared it with me on TV as well. When he met with uh, Jim Buss and Mitch Kupchak about the job, they said, look, this is going to be a rebuild. It's going to take some time. Uh, probably going to lose games. Are you okay with that? And Byron <laughs> looked at both of them and said, are you okay with that? And they said, right. "Yeah, we understand what it'll take." And boom, then they fired him. That was that boom, was the and worst. And they fired him. Yeah, and and by that team he couldn't even look Mitch Kupchak in the eye. That team didn't. That team lost more games than any team in Laker history, but it never lost its dignity. They never. The, the people on the court always played hard. And again, he was in a position where he sat back and watched and let Kobe score sixty damn points in the last game of the season, and sat there and facilitated all that facilitated Kobe's health, facilitated Kobe's energy, gave us a moment that will last for in all of our lifetimes, and he gets, he gets fired for it. Shame on them. He's, he's been really good about it. He hasn't really ripped the Lakers or anything, but he, because he's still part of the family. I give him credit for taking the high road. Yeah. But he was mis, misunderstood. And that D'Angelo Russell makes me so mad. I'm so glad they traded him. Some people said it because I, I, I wrote that they had to trade him. And some people said since then, oh, do you regret writing that? No way. Get him out of here. I don't care what he does. I don't care if he becomes the next Steph Curry. Get him out of town. He wasn't right for here. He was a bad guy. And, and, and we aren't even talking about the filming he did of his teammates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That pretty much imploded so, the locker room. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, that was such a misunderstood time in Laker history. And, uh, he was. He took the. He took the fall. He took the fall. And frankly, you know, I got mad at Kobe too. I, I got to tell you this. I got mad at Kobe because I don't think Kobe spoke out in support of him enough after he got fired. But by then, Kobe told me he's retired. And God bless Kobe. When he retired, when he walked away, man, he walked away. Yeah, he did. He threw his hands up and said, "I don't want nothing to do with any of these guys anymore. I'm doing my own thing." And he went off and made you know, one of the Academy Awards. So that was his. That was, so that was his thing. But you know he didn't. He didn't. I remember talking to him and saying, "My God, they they they, they, they bounced B. Scott." You know, you want to say something? He said, "Nah, no, nah, that's old news for me. I'm done with that team." <laughs> he was he was on to his business life. Yeah. Well, so I, um, you remember what he said? He goes, "I just don't want to do this anymore." When he retired, he goes, "I don't want to do this." Yeah, anymore. yeah, yeah. And I mean, he he didn't want to get in the. I tried to engage him in the gossip, and I tried I tried to get him to say, "B. Scott took care of me. Why didn't they take care of him?" But he's like, you know what? I'm not even dealing with it, anything with the team. He was he was gone, and the world the world was a better place for it. Obviously, he did more for the world outside of basketball than he could ever have done with as a general manager or something like that. But yeah, that makes me so mad, and just you know, I just I just think that's just a part of our basketball history in this city that gets so overlooked and underplayed and undervalued is what B, is what B Scott did that year. Bill Plaskett with just, us. Red Rogan, Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. Okay, let's get into this. 
Uh, what do you make of Trevor Bauer's comments? What do you think of the controversy surrounding baseball and uh, players uh, applying the sticky substance to the ball, and now everything changes? Yeah, I think it's dumb that he did in the middle of the season. That's just insane, yeah. right? You saw Tyler Glasnow got hurt. Yeah. Hurt himself, and I can totally – and usually I don't understand how this cheating works a lot of times when they explain it, spin rates, exit velocity, all that stuff. But Glasnow explained it perfectly, the Tampa Bay pitcher. He said that he used muscles he didn't even know he had because he couldn't grip the ball. They, they, they changed the rules, make it a lead level playing field, but do it in the off season. Do it gradually. Do it, give them time. And I think, I, I view everything from an L.A. perspective, this is not good for the Dodgers. I don't think this is good for the Dodgers. I mean, I think they were, they were doing, our information is, they're doing, you know, they were doing it all legally. It wasn't, it wasn't against the rules, but they were spinning the ball more, they spin the ball more than anybody. Look at Bauer's starts. That's what's disturbing to me. More disturbing than his comments is his two or three starts since, since this crackdown started, since the hint of the crackdown started. You notice he hasn't done that well. He's not spinning the ball as much. And I think Kenley spins the ball a lot. I mean, a lot of them do, and it's fine. It's playing within the margins. It was fine until now. I think on a local level, I think this could hurt the Dodgers as much as any other team because the Dodgers were so advanced in their thinking. Dodgers are preferable. They're the ones that got this, one of the, the people that got this started. And they were more advanced in their thinking, and they, they played the margins. They weren't cheating. They were working within the rule book. Now suddenly the rules have changed. What are they going to do? I mean, again, look at Bauer's last two starts. None of them had – he didn't have the control he had before. He didn't have the dominance he had before. You wonder if it gets in his head. And that's huge for them. That's, he's, he, he was their best pitcher. Well, no, well, the Walker how – about, how about that Walker Bueller stat? Were you blown yeah. away by that as I was? He hasn't lost the game – since yeah. September of 2019, good Lord. So I don't think he'll be affected. But I think the Dodgers will be affected by this. This is something moving uh, forward. This is not good for the home team, I don't think. And, and, and you think, well, overall, aside from the pitching, and the injuries that the Dodgers have and them just not playing great and not getting into that groove like we all hope they would, now that it's mid-June, are we past the point They'll say, oh, it's still early for the Dodgers. They'll get it going here in a minute. Will we pass the point? Is this kind of what we're going to see? Is the three-horse race with the Dodgers, the Padres, and the Giants all the way through? No. You see Mookie Betts last night? Yes, I did. Lately? I, yes, he, he just did. needed the crowd, Bill. Um, he just needed the crowd. He just needed the crowd. I think, I think I still stand behind my statement. I've said this, and several people have gotten pushed back on me on this. I bet the Giants don't finish over 500 this year. I still say that. I'm still saying that. Okay. And the, and the Padres have fallen apart. They've they've gone. They've 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 been taking the gas lately. The Dodgers are going to be fine. They're so deep, and you see what they can do even when their guys are hurt. I think they're still on track. I don't. I'm not. I'm concerned about the pitching. I'm not concerned about the hitting at all. And I know the guys are. I'm now Muncie might be out for a while, but Albert Pujols. I was so far. I was dead wrong about Albert Pujols. I was wrong in every way you could be wrong about him. I thought he'd be a distraction. He's been an inspiration. I thought he'd be yeah. a creaky old guy. He's played like a young man again, although he, he fumbled over that ground ball last night. But he's swinging a bat. He's, he's, he's one of the better hitters. I was wrong about him. He's, he stepped up to the plate big time. I think, they're gonna, I think they'll be fine. I think, that, again, if Mookie gets 
back into the groove. Seager's taking ground balls again. Seager's going to come back. I'm not. I'm not. I think it's fine. I think it's going to still be Dodgers Padres. I just don't think the Giants are going to hang in there. Yeah. But I think the Dodgers still win the division. I still say they win the division going away. I'll stand by that. I still say it. I don't and think, again, even the pitch. Hmm? No, I was going to say I don't think the Giants though finish below 500. I don't think they they are the way they are now. But I I don't think they'll finish below 500. Well, they got to go into the they got to go into the tank. But yeah. what do they do? They're they're doing it with smoke and mirrors right yeah. now up there. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised the Padres. I'm surprised the Padres aren't doing aren't doing better, but that'll still be a big series next week. But I think the Dodgers, the, the biggest worry is pitching, and they got to get a reliever. They have to get a reliever at the trade deadline. But you know they will. They always do. They have so many. Let me ask you this: If have, has, has there been guys last night? Was there anybody on the on the team that played in a game that you'd never heard of before? In last night's they game, had, they had. Yeah, last night's game. This is late in the season. This is far oh. in the season. There are there's, no. they've been yeah. so injury depleted. They they had a guy batting late in the game. I don't even know his name. Some some guy I never heard of before. <laughs> so, so that's so that's that's problematic. But I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be if Mookie gets on. It's all about Mookie and Seager. And if Mookie right because they they run the and, and and JT and they run the offense. And if Mookie's on like he is last night, and so happy for him to hear. The crowd for the first time being there, you know, unbelievable. Although I heard, I heard it took two hours to get into the stadium at game time last night. Oh. People forgot how to drive into the stadium because it's the first game back, but I'm sure they'll get that figured out. But I'm not worried about the Dodgers. The Clippers, yes. And it yeah. makes me mad. Also, can I say one more, one more thing about this? Sure. It makes me mad. I was going to write this if the Clippers won the series, which they still might. I doubt it. Um, I get. Why do people in town hate them so much? Why? Oh, I can uh, see being apathetic. Or I can see being apathetic. I can see not caring. But but there's people on the media, on radio stations, talk show hosts, laughing about the injury. No one is laughing just, about the injury. You guys are. No, you're you're all stationed. You all don't. Others do. And I just think it's insane. Well, there's two reasons. I think people... There's two reasons, Bill, uh, and, you, and you know this because of what you write. And you, and you can monitor how many people click on things. There's two reasons. First, I think there's indifference. I think, as Dave Roberts said when they won the World Series, the only way to be relevant here is to win. And the Clippers have now won. That's number one. I can understand, ind- I can understand indifference. Okay. And I that, don't get ridicule or hate. Okay, number two. I don't get cheering against them. Cheering against the team in your own town yeah, but, plays down in the middle yeah, of your downtown. He, I, don't get, I don't get that. Here's the problem. Because the, Laker, well, the Lakers are the brand in the market like the Dodgers are. Right. Okay, here's the problem. The Lakers and the Clippers are in the same division. All right? That's your problem. If the Clippers were in Anaheim, it would be different. The Ducks and the Kings, they don't really root against each other. Right, right. They don't. They're in the same division. Yankees and Mets, they're not in the same division. And I think that's what gets them. They're in the same division. So not only do you want to see your team, the legacy brand, win, you certainly don't want to see the guys across the hall win because they're in your division. And I think that's but they've a lot never, of this. They've, they've won every season series the Clippers have since 2013, but they've never done anything against them in the playoffs. Right. They have no championships. Right. They're no threat. They're no threat to the Lakers. Laker fans, quit being so damn insecure. They're no threat to you. You're going to be, this is your town. They're not taking over the town. They're just winning some basketball games. No, I mean, I get Laker fans. I get stories of people like 
red coats at Staples Center are mocking the Clippers, and that's and that's their that's their livelihood. The Clippers win; they work more games, and they still mock them. Everybody seems to mock, and it just it just drives me insane. I mean, I just don't I don't see the ridicule. I can see just not paying attention to them, but to root against them. All right, let me ask you this: When Pete Carroll, and it's my opinion, and I've been doing this a long time, like you guys, when USC was doing so well in football, UCLA fans. I don't think once they got to the championship game, they were indifferent. They didn't really root against them, but they kind of admired, in a way, they admired their, their greatness. And I think they tolerated them. I don't sense, I didn't sense that hatred, or when UCLA basketball does well, I don't sense USC fans cheering against them when they play Gonzaga. I didn't I, sense I, I can attest to that. And I'm, I bleed Cardinal and Gold, Bill, and I've said this before. It's like, I, I want. If we're not in it, I, I do want. I was rooting for UCLA. Right. And we talked about this on the on the air when they went to the Final Four and and and, and played Gonzaga and, and and all that. And I rooted for them before. I always wanted them to do well because it was better for us when we played them. And the same thing after I I left there. I I you know if we're not in it, um, I'm rooting for LA. I, I, I'm rooting for LA. Yeah, that, that, in, in every other, and I think you're so right, Rodney. In every other sport, Angels. And the Angels went to the World Series in 2002. LA yeah. fan, Dodger fans didn't turn against them. They were maybe someone. A lot of them didn't care, but a lot of them were like, "Okay, that's kind of cool." Yeah. Why I can't agree. Laker fans just suck it up and say, "You know what? It's good. It's their year. They have a good team. Enjoy their you know, enjoy Kawhi's dunk." But no. And then today, everybody's laughing. Oh, ha ha ha! Clippers, ha ha ha! Clippers, you know that? Come on! It just makes me. It makes me sick. I wish this town, that's the one thing, that's the one team in this town that just doesn't, and that's why we always talk about, you talk about it in the show, when we talk about it together, about, well, maybe they should move to Seattle. Part of me always thought that just because, you know what, L.A. doesn't deserve them because L.A. doesn't really appreciate them. If they'd moved to Orange County, if they'd moved to Anaheim. I it, think you're right. Fred. It would have been very, it's just the same division. That's what it is. And the Lakers well, I don't think people know brand. about divisions. Maybe the same building. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe if they, if they had, even if they moved to Anaheim, building. they'd be in the same division, Fred. Yeah, Kings yeah. and Ducks are in the same division, but there is at least some distance. You know right. what I mean? I think it's a it's different identity. The yeah. LA, maybe, maybe the Orange County's team. To to take, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I always thought Donald Sterling should have moved down there to the Honda Center when he had a chance. I think he uh, should. Yeah, be you know what? They're not All right. But it's just, but it's just crazy. All right, you know what? We're going to open the phone lines on that. That's great. Bill, thank you for coming on, man. Good stuff today. All right, see you guys. You guys are the best. Bye. Right. Bill Plasky of the Times. There you go. So let's open the phone lines on that, Rodney, at 866-987-2570. You think that Bill Plasky has a point. If you're a Laker fan, do you root against the Clippers? Yeah, it's one thing to be indifferent, like you said. There's two different things, right? Being indifferent, and then there's hardcore rooting against them. Like if I don't care if they win or not, it's no big deal to me. But act, actively rooting and hoping they lose and hoping bad things happen to the Clippers—that's that's a totally different thing. And it's one thing I've never understood. I'm glad Bill brought that up because Laker fans are the first ones as soon as the Clippers lose a game or someone gets injured, trolling the Clippers on Twitter. The Clippers, for the most part, are fairly indifferent about what happens with the Lakers. The Lakers are always the ones, not the players, but the fans who talk trash to the Clippers. And if you truly are indifferent, why does it matter? What does it matter what they do? The Clippers can win three straight championships, and quite honestly, how much headway are they going to make in the market on the Lakers? Not that much. So 
I really don't understand why Laker fans are so impassionately against the Clippers. You can't say in one sentence explicitly, I don't care about them, but then in the other sentence, when they actually lose a game, you're the first ones trolling them. I've never understood that. All right, so we'll open the phone lines, 866-987-2570. What is it? Why do Laker fans react the way they do? Why do you want the Clippers to lose? Is it because they're in the same division? Is it because they're in the same building? Is it because they're in the same city? Laker fans, what are your thoughts on that? Sports. Hopping a ghost with a bello. My mom already know ain't gonna come with some smoke. Yes, I'm stepping on them, mixing my jealous. You can get squished like a roach. Yeah, keep it solid, keep it quiet. Rodney Pete, Fred Rogan on a hump day. Coming at you, Fred. I always wondered that, too. We had Bill Plachke on, and, he, you know, Bill obviously is one of the all-time greats, L.A. time. Known him for years, but L.A. guy. And I always wondered that, too, being, you know, having my roots here in L.A., even though I was born in Arizona, that root for L.A. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm happy with anything L.A., L.A.F.C., L.A. Chargers, L.A., I mean, even though the Chargers are here, they yeah. feel like, and to your point, the Chargers are in a different division than the Rams. So if they meet, they meet in the Super Bowl at the end of the day, if both of them are good, which is a good thing for L.A., whereas, like you said, the Clippers and the Lakers are in the same division. You want the team to have the best record in the division, and they're playing each other, and they will never meet in the finals. They'll meet in the Western Conference, which we've been waiting for for the last two years. But I'm a, I'm, I'm with the root for L.A. crowd. If L.A. Lakers are not in it, I, I am rooting for the Clippers. All right, well, let's find out. Uh, what is it? Why, if you're a Laker fan... Do you root against the Clippers? We understand they're in the same division, but the Lakers are now knocked out. Why are you not just indifferent? Why Why the passion? Why the trolling? If, in fact, that's how you feel. We'd love to hear from you. Jason and Riverside, go ahead. Yeah, hi. Um, you know, I'm a Clippers fan, and I, I don't get it. I really don't understand um, the, the hatred that they have. I feel they're so protective of themselves, their team, their franchise, of Kobe just like how they hated on LeBron when LeBron came to the team and all the hatred and backlash that he got when he came and picked this team to join. It's like he's not trying to be Kobe. We're not trying to be the Lakers. Everybody knows the Lakers is the team of the NBA, but the hatred is just, it's almost like insecurity. I don't, I don't get it. I really don't understand where all the hatred comes from. Jason, thanks for the call in Riverside. Yeah. You know, that was true. He brought up that point. There were, there were people that drew the line in the sand. Either you like LeBron or Kobe. And LeBron was coming to be a Laker. And people drew the line in the sand about LeBron James and Kobe. Either you like one or the other. I can't like LeBron because I like Kobe. It just it was crazy to me. Zach's in Long Beach. Zach, what do you think? Hey, how's it going, guys? Hope everybody's doing good. Um, I'm not one of these haters on the Lakers or the Clippers. But my dad is, <laughs> and I'm not saying there aren't real fans out there. But and also before I say this, I just I feel incredibly bad for both players, and uh, including Chris Ball and Kawhi Leonard that might get brought up in this whole Clipper Laker fan thing, you know, with the next callers. But I think the fans are a little upset and maybe hold grudges because of those years when Lob City took over and the Lakers weren't, you know, at their best. And they, I think a lot of fans maybe bandwagoned and ditched us for the Clippers and Laker fans are probably salty for that. And if you played sports and you have come from a competitive background, 
you know, you know, you're, you're probably a good teammate too, or know what a good teammate is. And maybe the fans think they're close to a teammate and don't like the fans, you know, ditching them. Uh, Zach, thanks for the call. That could be true. I mean, I, I can see that. I, I do know a lot of folks that were, and, and, and I, I can't say that they were diehard Laker fans because I think diehard Laker fans would not switch over. Although you can still be a diehard Laker fan and appreciate what the Clippers did during Lob City. They were very exciting to watch. But I can't see a lot of Laker fans being upset with uh, with some of their fan base saying, oh, okay, now I'm going a, I'm to a switch to the Clippers or I'm going to watch the Clippers or like the Clippers because they're, they're more exciting, they're winning, they're in the playoffs, and then jumped off the bandwagon and now I want to jump back on. But I don't think the people that were indifferent, they just wanted to see a, a team in L.A., I think, do well. Dino and Englewood, what do you think? Uh, I think you guys are missing the point here. If, if you go back a few years uh, when Paul George was going to be a free agent, supposed to come to the Lakers, and he resigned after a party with the Thunder. Then we got Kawhi Leonard destined to team up with LeBron and win multiple championships. We washed our car, put on our best clothes, and he doesn't show up to the date, goes to the Clippers. The forget about Chris Paul was traded to the Lakers, and then that gets vetoed. Where does he end up? Clippers. And not to mention the, the, the Clipper fans, boy, they sure like to talk, talk a lot, and nothing to show for it. That's why. Dino, thanks. Appreciate the call. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to tell you, I hear what Dino said. I, I know the Chris Paul deal. I know Paul George said no at that point. I know Kawhi turned him back at that point. Uh, I think it's more deep-seated than that. I think there's more, and, and I think those are valid points, Dino. So, yeah. And, 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 but don't 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 discount this, too. You know, we're, we're jumping in. We're talking about Laker fans. But don't discard, Fred, those years – that the Lakers were bad and the Clippers were the team in, in town, basketball team that was good and Lob City and all that, exciting team. The, the Clipper fans trolled the Laker fans. They absolutely went at Laker fans about how bad they were and the Clippers are the better team. Now, they never went on and won a title, but they, it, was, it was hardcore coming from Clipper fans towards Laker fans. I think he should be ashamed of himself. Adam and Boyle Heights. Adam, go ahead. Gentlemen, thank you very much for taking my call. I uh, hope you guys are having a great day. We are. Thank you. All right. Um, I couldn't agree more with the, the last caller. Uh, I'm just going to piggyback off of him real quick. Um, me, I, I'm a longtime Laker fan. I don't hate on the Clippers. There's nothing to hate. There's nothing there. They're just, they are what they are. Um, you just did. Let's not talk about championships, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is, gentlemen. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Here's what I'm saying, though. Here's what I'm saying. The minute the Lakers got eliminated from the first round due to injury, whatever the case may be, Clipper fans started going at us, right? Because we got knocked out of the first round. Um, there's no reason for that, but I understand why they would hate us because we got something they want. Um, and this L.A. our way thing, that really rubbed the inner city people and Laker fans in general the wrong way because – Everybody knows you don't got to be from around here to know that this is a Laker town. So Adam, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Yeah, that LA our way thing. Well, who doesn't do that? It's a campaign. What's wrong with that?
They're just saying we're going to do it our way. Is it a subtle shot of the Lakers? Maybe. But who's going to do Yeah. Subtle. Yeah. Is there a it's, problem it's, with that? It's just a shot as Anthony Rendon saying, oh, it's Hollywood up there, talking about the Dodgers. Is it what? I guess my issue is what's the problem with that? Anybody that comes in, the Chargers tried that. What was it? Fight for L.A., Fred? Terrible idea. It was. But, I mean, I don't think that's any different than most teams do. Yeah, the problem is you have two teams in the same division in the same market playing in the same building, trying for the same thing. You can't, though. That's I think that's the problem, Kevin. You can't. If you're the Chargers and you're the Clippers, you can't try to be the Lakers or try to beat the Lakers in, in terms of popularity. And I think that that's what it felt like. Oh, you do we're trying to compete with the Lakers on popularity in this town. It's like the Mets know it's a Yankee town. They can't compete with the Mets. They get a select group of uh, of, of loyal following that they have. And it, it felt like the Clippers felt now that they got Kawhi and Paul George that now they own the town or they're going to take the town their way. It just it did. I could see how that well, rubbed I, a lot of Laker fans the wrong way. I guess how else are you supposed to find your space or try to grow your fan base? What else are you supposed to do? Just sit there in the background and say, "Well, it's the Lakers' town. Let's just sit over here in the corner and wait for a moment." And just what what are we, what else are they supposed to do? Not fight, not try to get new fans, not try to compete from a marketing standpoint. They did what they're supposed to do, and you have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. You should puff your chest out and say, "We're here now. We have a chance to win. Let's go for it." Uh, okay, we want to get all the rest of the calls on here, so we're going to ask you when you get on. Just give us your comment because we got a lot of people and we want to get through. We don't want to block anybody off here. Charlie and Brea, go ahead. Hey guys, uh, the, the question was why do why do folks hate the Clippers? I, I think it's uh, maybe the analogy is you know, don't pick on your little brother unless he's the one that comes up and kicks you in the shin first. And so I, I think that's kind of what what we're talking about. A couple callers ago mentioned the Paul George and Kawhi situation. I know for me as a Laker fan, I, I didn't really care that about Lob City and all that. I was, you know, even even happy for them to see that. But the whole Kawhi kind of uh, playing with the Lakers, making it seem like he was going to come here, and it seemed almost malicious that he just shut him down and then went across the hall and brought his buddy Paul George. And then you guys already mentioned the campaign, L.A. our way, and and, and the trolling. And so I think if, if you're going to go kick your big brother in the shin, uh, don't be upset when he comes and thumps you on the head. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call, Charlie. Robert, go ahead. Hello? Hello, go ahead. You're on. Yes. Um, so for me, it was I was okay with the Clippers until probably a year before last when you guys started pumping them a lot. And in doing so and pumping them a lot on this show, what you guys were doing was disrespecting the Lakers. Uh, I think verbatim, verbatim, what you guys had said was that uh, hey, the hey, uh, Robert, 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 yeah. Robert, Robert. Yes. Do you yes, listen yes. to our show? Did we <laughs> disrespect day. the Lakers? When did we yes, disrespect did. the? When? You guys said from top to bottom, the Clippers were a better organization from ownership. This was before the championship, before the before Jeannie took over. Yes. I mean, they were just a better organization. And they hadn't won anything yet. And you guys had already. And I'll tell you how you you market your team. You win. That's how you market your team. You don't don't all this hoopla and stuff. You win. That's how you get fans. You win. 
Thanks. All right. Thanks, so Robert. the Lakers being terrible for eight years and the Jim Buss era, who even Laker fans hated on, you're telling me that was better than what the Clippers had with Steve Ballmer and the team they built? Not I that think it was. We're right to criticize them for that. Blaine and Thousand Oaks, go ahead. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, I, I don't think you can uh, point to one particular thing of the. Well, it's a, kind of a strong word, hate. It's more of an annoyance. But I think it's an accumulation of things. Like in the past, it's the aftertaste of, you know, Donald Sterling and his sins. And then, you know, then coming the hot shots coming in, honing in on the Lakers space, the whole trolling thing. And I remember Doc, you know, he, he wanted to cover up the banners while they were playing Staples Centers while they were playing. You know, that just rubbed people the wrong way. And then, of course, like people said, Kawhi playing the Lakers and then going to the Clippers and Paul George snubbing his nose. I think all those things add up to a general dislike. Thanks, Blaine. Appreciate it. And let's go Gino to wrap it up. Go ahead, Gino, on the app in Virginia. Hey, thanks, guys, once again for uh, – uh, Yeah, go ahead, Gino. Go ahead. Uh, real, real quick, I said many years ago when they moved into the Staples Center, it's okay until they got a championship, which most likely wouldn't be in the Staples Center. Clippers, I don't hate on them. I was hoping they'd do better when they got Steve Ballmer. Uh, Plasky was right. It's like a curse against the Clippers. They had the uh, – we had the state center. And they moved into our neighborhood. We respect them as little brothers. They talked a lot of doo doo, and now look what's happening. And they, every single time they thought they were pretty good. Well, Gino, here's the problem: they didn't move into your neighborhood. It was their neighborhood as well. Remember that it was their neighborhood as well. They also are a tenant at Staples Center. They also pay rent. That that's their home. You could almost say it was more their neighborhood than it was the Lakers' neighborhood because they came down the street from the sports arena. Yeah, and look at it like this. Uh, and, and everybody's always said this. You know, the Rams built the stadium. The Chargers get to be in it. Is it the Rams' home? Well, when the Chargers play, they think it's the Chargers' home. Right, and you're not going to have Rams' banners up there when the Chargers play. So this whole notion of Doc wanted the banners covered up, of course you do. Of course, why would you want your Clippers to play and trying to win their first championship? Why would you want to be staring at the Laker banners up in the, in the rafters? Yeah, and understand this. When Donald Sterling was there, he wasn't going to spend any money on anything. I think he should be ashamed of himself. And because of that, you know, all he wanted to do was make money. So come on in. Leave the banners up. Let's not yeah. do anything. I'm good. I'm entertaining my friends. We're sitting at midcourt. I'm turning around and winking at women behind me. You know, that was Donald Sterling. Okay. That's what he did. When Steve Ballmer bought the team and Doc Rivers and Steve Ballmer started talking, Doc said, we got to make this our arena. Got to be our home. I don't blame the Clippers for that. I mean, they're paying just like the Lakers. All right, next hour, we'll get you caught up on everything that's happening with It's Lit. I mean, that is just sad. Sad sack of the day. Oh, yeah, Rocky. Oh, look at you. Look at you. Smiling ear to ear with that goatee. Sad sack of the day is Pittsburgh pitcher Tyler Anderson. Young lefty gave up six runs on ten hits in last night's blowout loss to Washington. That loss was their ninth in a row. At 23-43, and 43, they've got the third worst record in baseball. Sad sack. Congratulations. Well-deserved. Tyler Anderson. Four, two, one, two.
Ronnie? Yeah, but we, that. you know what? You can't kick us out of here yet, Ronnie. We got another hour to go. Yeah. Rogan and Rodney, AM 570, LA Sports. I think Ronnie's ready for us to go.